Welcome to Mavs Daily presented by the Dallas Morning News where sometimes during the week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend having to do with the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Bobby Corella. I'm from Mavs Digital. Joining me today as we embark on a new segment of the offseason. That's right. Player recap season is over. It is full offseason mode. We're about a month out from the draft. We are not talking draft today. That will come in the future. Today we are talking about what's going to happen next season. And joining me to do that is Isaac Harris. Isaac, you're wearing a Mavs bandana, old school logo. I know that you're very, very, very super hyped for Hardwood Classics this season. I didn't know if you knew the green is back. Did you know that? I didn't know. I've heard it. I've I, I see, I seen it on Twitter. Yes. No. Yeah, man. I'm super excited. Uh, I actually uh, went to the American Airlines Center to vote. So if you're registered in Dallas County, go to American Airlines Center. Uh, voting is super fast, super easy. But I stopped by uh, the team shop there in Victory Park. I went on Monday, so the team shop is closed on Monday. So it was a bummer. But man, they have the new green hardwood classic jersey on full display right there in the window in all of its glory. It looks so good. I can't, I can't describe to you how excited I am to see it on the floor. Yeah, it, they're, they're going to look pretty sharp. They're going to look pretty sharp. Mavs have not worn the green uh, throwback jerseys based on their jerseys from like the early 80s. So we're talking like 1984, 85. The jerseys changed later on, but they're going to wear those jerseys next season uh, to commemorate the 40-year anniversary. Of course, you can wear those every five years. The NBA allows you to do that. Uh, so the Mavs will still have their... Association, Icon, Statement, and City. City will be unveiled at some point as well. Those change every year. The other three they've all worn in the past, and then they'll wear the Hardwood Classics. First look at Luca, NKP, and all the new guys in the throwback too. So it's going to be awesome. But anyway, we're not talking about jerseys either, Isaac. We are talking about Luca, though. From our local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered, and it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments and maybe even postseason glory, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. As soon as the podcast is over, head to dallasnews.com sports to see what Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the DMN gang has for you there. Uh, so today we are breaking down... Uh, in, a, in a very spoken like two guys who have never placed a bet in their entire lives, which is not far off from the truth. Uh, Luka Doncic, this came out last week, was listed by a uh, by a sports book as the favorite for the 2020-2021 NBA MVP. And now again, we're not here to break down gambling. We don't even really know how it works. If you're going to do that, whatever, be responsible, blah, blah, blah. But more important to, to Isaac and me as it pertains to this conversation is the fact that it's Luka above everybody else. It's Luka above Giannis, Steph, LeBron, AD, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Dame Lillard, Jason Tatum, Jokic, Embiid, Butler, Kyrie, Trey, Donovan, Zion, Ja, Russ, Carl Towns, and everybody else in the NBA. It is Luka head and shoulders above the rest. Isaac, when this came out, I couldn't really believe it. I still can't really believe it that he's already at that level already. But if you think about it, he was first team all NBA. He was an all-star starter. So like it's not totally far fetched, but I mean, geez, like what what did you think whenever you whenever you found this out? 
Yeah, at first I'm like, dang, that's kind of high, even for, um, you know, Mavs guys like ourselves. It's like, all right, initially when I first saw the headline, I'm like, that's a little bit high. But then it's when you start looking at the, the competition, when you start looking at the guys who finished in the top five this past year. You know, we had Giannis at one, we had LeBron at two, Harden at three, and then Luka coming in at four. And it's like, all right, well, he finished top five, finished fourth in MVP voting this past year. What can get him up to one? And you look at the guys ahead of him, and you can't help to think, let's just look at LeBron first. LeBron's going to be 36 years old next year. And at some point, at some point in life, you feel like he's going to at least decline a little. Maybe. I mean, is it ever going to happen? <laughs> the dudes are the most durable, like, durable guy I've ever seen in NBA, like, I don't, just in the world, not even the NBA world, but at some point him and AD have to cancel each other out because Anthony Davis, the run he did in the playoffs was incredible. You know, he had a great finals and everything, but, and you're like in, in the world, you're like, all right, is he going to take a, you know, LeBron going to take a step, step back to let AD kind of be this guy in, in LA either way, he's not going to take any like that drastic of a step back to where he's not going to take away votes from AD. And I think AD is going to be good enough to take away votes from LeBron. I actually said back when LeBron won his last MVP award, three, six, eight years ago, which is really crazy to think about. LeBron hasn't won an MVP award in eight years. I actually thought that that was his last MVP. And some of my like closest friends, like, hold it to me to this day like oh you know LeBron's going MVP I'm like no I'm still gonna hold true that was this last MVP I still think I don't think LeBron ever wins another MVP do I think it's fair I don't think it's fair because LeBron has been the best player for a long time but either way long-winded answer is that I don't think LeBron's gonna be there for the MVP award next year so then you look at the other guys who who do you think's Lucas let, let me ask you this who do you think Luke is Luca's biggest competition for the MVP award le- next year? Well, that's tricky. The, that That is a tricky question to answer because I feel like the easy stock answer would be LeBron. But if mm. the Lakers don't – I mean, throughout LeBron's entire career, really the only times he's ever won MVP is when there's nobody else that has, like, the narrative thing. MVP yeah. – people, critics and mostly LeBron fans will say that the MVP is just a narrative award. And sure – LeBron could probably be MVP every single season, but if you look at the recent winners, 17, Russell Westbrook, he averaged a triple-double. 2018 was James Harden, who had, he had what, I don't even know how many triple-doubles he had, but he had all those 50-point games, and I mean, he was just amazing. And then it was Giannis and Giannis, because the Bucks had the best record in the NBA, I think, both of those seasons. And so, uh, you know, that could be, LeBron finished top five I think all of those years except for a couple years ago with the, his first year with the Lakers because that was the one year he did get hurt so anyway I would probably say LeBron but looking around on the list I mean like Steph is listed third I don't think the Warriors are going to be good enough for him to win the MVP you know and I, I certainly Ooh, see, don't I think, think his will. numbers will be good enough yeah for him to win MVP because he did win them he, he won it twice but they were they were the number one seed in the West both times one of them being the year they won 73 games. So uh, LeBron, maybe. Steph, probably not. Giannis, possibly. But I don't think anyone's ever won the MVP three years in a row. And frankly, I actually wrote this down. What? I actually looked this up because I think there is a very real thing when it comes to voter fatigue. There is, and I for think sure. This, I think this is, is kind of what has hurt LeBron uh, you know, over the past 10 years. But voter fatigue is very real. 
You look at in MVP history, the last time somebody won this award three times in a row was Larry Bird. In oh, 84 80, through 86, right? Yes, 84 through 86 was the last time. Now, Jordan should have won it in the you know that second championship run. They gave it to Carl Malone in that you know 98 year. Super dumb, but oh well. He took uh, that he personal. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but anyway, nobody's three-peated since then. So I... Like if I had to pick somebody, I think I would still lean Giannis because another thing in this, when you're sitting there determine who's going to be MVP, I actually looked up the the standings of where they're these the past ten MVPs, and I looked up where they stood in the standings at the end of the year because I think this is what tells everything, and this is what I think this is what surprised me a little bit about the Luca stuff because I think this shows that they're projecting, and a lot, a lot of people are projecting Dallas to be near the top of the Western Conference because you, when you look through MVP history of these past 10 years, there's only been three times in the past 10 years that an MVP has came from a team that has not finished first in their conference. Wow. There are only three times, and the three times was the weird Westbrook year that they, you know they only had 47 wins. They finished sixth in the Western Conference. He had all the triple doubles, broke the record. That was the definition of a narrative MVP. But the other two was LeBron and LeBron in, I guess, nine years ago. What what would that be? 2011? It would have been the, the lockout. Yeah, the season. lockout. Yeah, the lockout. Uh, LeBron that year and then Durant's only MVP. You know, they came in second that year. I think the Spurs were in first place that year. But that's the yeah. only three MVPs that came from a team that didn't finish first. So unless it's going to be an outlier a little bit in that, and, and I'll take it a step further of saying – how many of these teams won at least 60 games, which is a huge mark. I know it's kind of, you're looking at win totals in this weird season, COVID season. But when you look at teams that won 60 games, there's only so many teams that have not won 60, you know, or yeah, also only teams that had MVP that has not won 60 games. So for Luca to win MVP, you're looking at Dallas having finished towards the top of the Western conference and have close to 60 wins. And for his numbers to be approximately just as good as they were this year, right? Because yeah. let, let's say, let's let's pretend that Dallas goes whatever fifty-seven and twenty-five next season, which puts you in MVP, uh, you know, terrain, whatever territory, <laughs> terrain. What are we talking <laughs> about here? Uh, MVP territory. But let's say you know a lot of it is because of KP and because Tim Hardaway and Seth, like all these other guys, step up and Luca averages like. 24 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. Would he win MVP? I don't know. I mean, it's like like your MVP numbers the last few years have been insane. Crazy. Like Giannis averaging 30 and 11, James Harden averaging like 35, Russell Westbrook averaging a triple double. I mean, you have to like, you have to really push the limits uh, statistically, and so the, you have to win and you have to put up big numbers. Now, I will say there is a there is a realistic path to Luca winning this. I think. Um, let's, I, I don't know what's going to happen in Houston. If we take Tillman for at his word, who we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, earlier today, I believe he gave an interview saying like, we're going to keep the team together. We're going to try and compete, whatever. So mm. Harden could still be in a, in a winning situation, but if Houston takes a step back, I think he's eliminated from the race. Uh, yeah, his businesses it, are doing good too. What's that? That's a... <laughs> I said Tillman's businesses are doing well too. Oh so. man! All right, all right, all right. Uh, 
LeBron and AD could steal votes from each other, and maybe the Lakers, you know, who who knows what happens. That I, I think they're probably going to end up getting better this summer somehow because the Lakers always do, but uh, we'll see. So let's say, you know, the Lakers finish second or only win a few more games than the Mavs, and Luka, you know, comes close to averaging a triple-double, and there's a little voter fatigue with Giannis whether or not they win the East. You know, if the Mavs finish top four in the West, I could see it happening. I could see it happening because, you know, I, I, I don't know how many MVP votes Kawhi will get because, you know, not only uh, does load management limit the number of games that he'll play, but also Paul yeah. George is on that team too. And so you're kind of sharing the superstar load and who knows how many games they'll win. Same for Katie and Kyrie in Brooklyn. Uh, and, and that's not to say that, you know, KP isn't a star as well, but, you know, he's not listed on this list of your of your favorites. And so – uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't think the public generally considers him to be on that level quite yet. Now, maybe he'll get in the conversation next season. Who knows? But um, I could see that being the path. If the Mavs win like 50 plus and get home court, or the equivalent of 50 plus, you know, assuming they play yeah. all 82 games, uh, get the get home court in the West. Luca plays almost every single game. You know, no no ankle sprains costing him two weeks or anything. Um, and, you know, LeBron doesn't average 25, 10, and 8, and, you know, the voters are bored, to be honest. That's, that's how I could see yeah. it happen, but I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of ifs. But even, like, even the Giannis thing, that, that's why I've still put Giannis as the biggest threat to Luka because it's going to be – if can, like, let's just assume the Bucks come back and they make some type of move, but they're still really dominant in the regular season like they have been the past few years – you know, and Giannis still puts up his like crazy numbers. If the Bucks are, you know, they were on pace for 60 wins two years ago when he won his first MVP, they won 60 wins and, or, you know, they had 60 wins. And it's like, if they win 60 games again, and Giannis has that crazy, like crazy numbers again, and they're first in the Eastern conference. It's like, well, dang, like, how do you like, that's the thing to where because he's, he's like, DPOY too. I mean, he's like, he's unquestionably un the best exactly. player in the regular season, you know, exactly. And he wins defense play. It's like, dang, well, how do you not give it to him? So what do you have to do in the Western conference? And that's where it becomes almost a standings battle of, well, who's going to you know come near the top? Because even look at that. So two years ago, the Bucks won 60 wins the year that Harden won MVP the year before that 65 wins for that Houston team. Now we'll skip over the Westbrook one is 47 wins because that was everything we've talked about that. But the year before that was the 73 win Warriors that Curry won it. The year before that Curry won it 67 wins by, by the Warriors. So you're going to have to at least hit 50. I mean, for and so then after that, yeah, I think LeBron and AD can share the Houston thing's wild because if Harden, I mean, if Houston is up there in the top five, top six, it's because Harden's probably putting up crazy, crazy numbers. Um, is we'll there, see, man. New coach, maybe different system. I mean, who knows if Harden yeah, will get true. the shots and stuff. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. There. Does he Does he want to continue that same style? I mean, we I would assume he wants the ball in his hands that much, but he might look at it and say, hey, maybe not. Maybe I, we need a different type of system. My wild card in this that is not mentioned with these names that they had a really good record that I think they're they're bringing back majority of their guys. They're in the Western Conference Finals, and I think it. I think Nikola Jokic could be a wild card in too. this. And 
I think they're they're primed for a really good regular season. I could totally see in them having the best record in the Western Conference. I mean, they finished, what, third this year, and they're almost the second seed. And if Jokic has averages almost like Luka numbers, you know, like dang near triple-double, and they're the first seed in the Western Conference, I think hit – I mean, because when you look at – you know, some of the likelihood of this list that we have that we're looking at for who could win MVP. I mean, how many names are you going through before you even see Jokic on this list? I mean, it's Harden and like, Kawhi Leonard and Durant and all these guys are great, but I think from narrative, from record and all, and what history has said about what this award could be, I think Jokic should be right there with those guys as a likely MVP candidate next year. Yeah, because he could go 25, 10, and 6, and if the Nuggets win – 58 59 60 games or something and and get the number two seed or even the number one seed then it's possible it definitely is possible because you know jamal murray will probably put up really good numbers but not enough to like steal votes or really sort of like you know be considered like a too big a contributing factor to their success right kind of like what he he, like porzingis in dallas yeah or like like clay thompson in golden state with steph yeah yeah, and i will say too the the one season that where Westbrook won it in 2017. Uh, that was a year where I, I want to say LeBron missed a lot of games for Cleveland that year. Um, mm-hmm. And that was Katie's first season in Golden State. And so there was just like this huge sort of like void, right, toward the top of the yeah. league. I think Harden, that was the first year where he kind of burst on the MVP scene like for real, for real. Um, but it went to Westbrook because there was really nobody else that was like super duper ultra deserving. I don't think that'll be the case this year unless there are guys who are injured. I mean, I think the the MVP, the All-NBA, the All-Star race is loaded. I'm not sure there will even be an All-Star game, but, I mean, how are you supposed to choose an All-Star team or the equivalent thereof when Steph and Clay are going to be back in the mix in the backcourt in yeah. the West? Like, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I don't know. It's going to be very strange. But, yeah, I think Jokic could be – uh, could could be a dark horse there as well. And the same, too, if Miami has a really good season, like if they can carry over the success from the bubble, the same possibly could be for Jimmy Butler because he is so much kind of like the the face and kind of the identity of that team that I could see him getting the, like the, the, the narrative storyline sort of vote if the Heat become like a 55-win team and, and win the West or even get the number two seed. Yeah, that that was my next question for you. In the Eastern Conference, let's say Milwaukee, you know, they, yeah, they switch up some stuff. They trade, you know, they make a trade. It takes them some time. They don't run away with the one seed in the East. It. What's the guy outside of Giannis in the Eastern Conference that you could be like, all right, they could, could be in the Eastern or it could, let's say outside of Jimmy Butler too. Like, is J, like Jason Tatum was on this list. Is he good enough? Will he take Boston, uh, you know, if they finish in that top seed in the Eastern Conference, would he be that far above Jalen Brown or Kemba on that Boston team? Could it be any, I don't see anybody on the Raptors. I mean, I guess it's Brooklyn. I guess it's a Durant thing to where he's that much better than Kyrie. But, but that's he just tore his Achilles, man. I mean, it's his Exa- first year back, yeah. you know. That's that's tough. That's the thing with Durant and Curry. I'll lump Curry into this because, I yeah, I think some people are looking over Golden State. I, I love this Golden State team next year. I think they're going to do something with the, you know, their second pick in the draft, all that. I think they're going to be so motivated to bring everybody back and be good and all of that. 
is there a chance for like a, another supernova Steph Curry year? I think like you can't like discount it. You can't say it's not going to happen, but it's kind of like the Durant thing to where they both of them really didn't play last year. So asking, expecting them to be at MVP level right off the, I mean, for an entire season, your first year after taking a year off, I know he didn't have the Achilles you know, thing like Durant did. I think that's asking and expecting a lot from both those guys. Yeah. And they're both, I think 31, 32. So yeah. even if they come back fine from injury, I mean, that's just, I don't, I don't know. MVP kind of feels like a young man and in, guys who are in their prime level game yeah. because you have to, you have to bring it like for 82 games. Like I wonder, you know, excluding your lockout shortened seasons and, and that sort of thing. I wonder what the fewest number of games is played by an MVP. Ooh, I mean, true. if you miss more than like five, eight games, it I, I think it really kind of works against you because you're talking like, you know, consistent value to your team throughout the entire season, not just for a couple months here and there. So it's and tough. that's why I, that's why I don't even consider Kawhi in this conversation. And when I think he's right there is the best overall player in the league. I think it's a, you know a debate you know for a handful of those guys. But did he, he just, did he get votes this year? I feel like he did. Was it fifth, sixth, somewhere through yeah, there? Yeah, it was. It was probably finish? somewhere. Yeah, because it was it was Giannis, LeBron, Harden, Luca. Didn't did Dame finish up there? I know. I, I don't know. Uh, we, I just remember Zach Lowe There's no arguing. way of knowing. There's no way to know. I remember Zach Lowe arguing for Damian Lillard over Luka, and I've, I love Zach Lowe, but my heart broke a little bit for that. But um, but that's why I just don't include Kawhi in, in this because load management has been a thing for him. It's not going to go away. It's probably still going to be there next year and probably for the rest of his career. And, I mean, that's the thing. So, like, with these kind of players in their 30s now – Durant is Durant going to play all 82 probably not I mean, and it's the smart thing to do it's nothing against him is Steph Curry going to play all 82 probably not so a guy that's more likely to play all 82 somebody like Giannis somebody like Luka somebody like Nikola Jokic these guys like like you just said the kind of younger in the beginning of their primes yeah well and it remains to be seen too I mean we're we're doing a lot of projecting and hypothesizing here but uh, if if you've been reading up on kind of the the whispers with the schedule makers and kind of what the NBA is planning for next season, the the 2021 season, uh, if they do play all 82 games, you could be looking at kind of a condensed schedule because they eventually, you know, and this is all hearsay, so this could all prove to be a bunch of malarkey here in a couple of weeks. But the the goal is to return to as close to normal as possible, starting with the following season. So yeah. they could try and sandwich an 82-game season basically in between, uh, you know, the span of time where you'd ordinarily play like 72. So there might be even more back-to-backs. There might be back-to-back-to-backs. There might not be a full 82-game season even. We have no idea. But uh, I think if there is, it's going to be with a lot more back-to-backs, which is going to put players like Kawhi and even KP in Dallas potentially and, you know, Embiid in Philly and some of these other guys, KD coming off the injury. Steph coming off the injury, uh, and of course too. I mean, let's be real. LeBron with the Lakers. If you know they've won a title, they're going to try and win another title. LeBron does not need to play all 82 games for them to win a championship. You know, if they got no. 17, 18 back to backs, he's not going to play 80 games. He's just not. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. And and look, if if there is enough widespread sort of like load management going on because of the constraints of the schedule, then it probably won't 
be like a, a detriment to these guys the way it would in a normal season. So who knows? I mean, who knows? But uh, but yeah, I, I think looking at the list, we talked a little bit about Jokic and, and mentioned Jimmy Butler. I'm with you on Tatum, by the way, to answer your earlier question. Uh, I could see if, if his numbers take a big enough step forward and Boston somehow like wins the East, which is very possible. It, it could certainly happen. Then I could see him getting some bo- votes, but Kemba Walker and, and Jalen Brown are both so good. Like, yeah. I, I, I would consider it more likely for them to have, like, three all-stars than one MVP. And generally, if you have that many all-stars on one team, you're not getting enough votes because it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like against the spirit of the award if you play on a team that's that good, you know? Yeah. No, that's and that's true, and it's going to be – really interesting to where even if he let's just say he makes a leap like that and Boston finishes in second behind the Bucks. You're like, dang, he made a huge leap. His stats are really good. Boston has this, you know, Boston won fifty seven games. This is crazy. How do you compare how do you split MVP votes with somebody like Jason Tatum? You're like, hey man, they're second in the East and all this stuff compared to somebody who finishes fourth or fifth in the in the Western conference, but the West is just so, so much stacked. Better. Yeah, and it's so much better, and it's just crazy, and all this stuff. So, it, un, I want to say unfortunately, but it's just part of it that standings and wins mean so much to the MVP award. And we we walked through the past ten years. So for Luca to have a shot at, I think they have to finish in the top four. At least that we can at least I think agree on that. That they have to at least finish with home court advantage in the playoffs, and then Luca averaging the same. I mean. What was he at 28, nine and nine last year, basically, and uh, which is crazy for year two. And I, I think that's another thing that you know, if we could go back and look at some of the youngest MVPs in, in the game, you know, where Luca, if Luca did pull it off next year, where would that stand? That he would be, well, I guess twenty two. Then I, I don't even know when the NBA season, when they would crown it. Like technically, you know, yeah, with the new yeah, it would be he that. would be twenty two. I think LeBron might have won an MVP that young. I, I forget when he won his first one. It might have been in year, 09, I, I think. So how how old was he in 09? Like 23, 24? Um, but I'm not sure. Yeah, he won it in 08, 09 was LeBron's first MVP. Yeah, and he was he was like he turned 19 during his rookie season. So yeah, he was like 23, 24. So yeah, Luca would probably be he'd probably be the youngest MVP ever. Wilt won know, MVP to... at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, and I mean, LeBron came in the league in 2003. So if he won his first, you know, MVP, I don't, you know, he won his first MVP in 08, 09. Yeah, he's like 24, that, probably 25, maybe. Yeah, somewhere through there. So yeah, it's 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 young. It's really young. I mean, I'm, either I'm way, not, it's I'm crazy to think that Luca, entering his third year in the NBA, is being projected as the leading candidate for the MVP award in the NBA. This is, like, mind-boggling. Yeah. And now it is, you know, you have to put the obvious disclaimer on it that this is, like, this is Vegas or, or, or betting that we're talking about. And so that's different from reality. So, like, the NBA.com MVP ladder or whatever uh, on opening night of the 21 season, Luca might be, like, fifth or eighth or something. I mean, who knows? This is just This is just one aspect, one little small part of the sports world. But it does speak volumes. I mean, this is, this yeah. is taking the temperature of the public, right? So the people – whoever they are with the, the big capital P uh, think that Luca is the favorite and is, and, and he's kind of being, being treated as such. Uh, and I could see it happen. Now, I guess the, the bigger question, since we both agree that they need to be top four, 
do you think wrapping the, up this conversation? You know, we'll we'll have a lot more time to talk about this in the off season, and of course, it depends on uh, what teams do in the draft and free agency and the trade market and so on and so forth and injuries. And this is stuff that's going to happen a year from now. But uh, do the Mavs have it in them to finish top four in the West with the return of Golden State and with Houston in flux? I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff that's happening. Denver taking a step forward. Uh, is is this a, a realistic possibility? Yeah, I, I think so for sure. I mean, I think you just bringing back in this roster, I think this, yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways we could take this conversation, but I think this is why you go into this offseason. Uh, I think it's why, okay, let's say, word it this way. I think this is why some people are projecting Dallas to not, you know, go in all in for some big, huge roster move this offseason because, hey, we all know that there's potential names that could hit free agency in 2021. And it's like, if you have this roster that is already going to just improve naturally next season, just by bringing these guys back, why not just do that? And then just give your, give yourself the chance in next free agency to do whatever at that point. But that's it. Yeah. Even if they just bring this roster back and everyone's healthy because, we did lose Dwight Powell in January. We did lose Jalen Brunson. He didn't even go to the bubble and stuff like that. So there is some injury stuff you can look at. I think there's a way for them to load management KP this next season. And I think they will make, you know, look at some roster improvements around the fringes and use an exception. And what do they do on draft night? So how can you improve the roster bench rotation, all of that? So yeah, I think that I think they can finish right there in the top four in the in the Western Conference. How high? I don't know. I don't I don't know if it can be one or two. Heck, we don't know. But I think they, for sure, a playoff team. I think they're a top four team in the Western Conference. Well, and, and specifically as it pertains to Luca, if you're talking about you know possibility of winning the MVP, for the Mavs to finish top four, they will have to win more games. And in order to do that, they will have to be better in crunch time which, of course, a lot of that flows through Luka. They will have to be better on defense, and arguably no player in the NBA showed more improvement and more kind of effort level and energy level on defense from the regular season into the bubble than Luka. Like, he was a totally different player on that end of the floor in the bubble. So these things kind of leave impressions on people. And so throughout the season, if they are a better team in the the clutch on defense, you know, if if they win more games that they should win, uh, Luke is going to get a lot of credit for that, deserving or not. But honestly, he probably will be deserving because, again, so much of the stuff in the fourth quarter goes through him. So much of the stuff throughout every game, throughout every part yeah. of every game goes through him. But specifically in the fourth quarter, he's taking a lot of these shots. So if he can get a little better in that area, get a little better on defense, up the efficiency just a little bit from beyond the line, from at the free throw line, all that stuff, then I think that's how that's how you get there. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think that they're going to improve. It's almost inevitable that they're going to improve. Uh, does that lead to more wins? Does that lead to a better offense? Does that lead to a higher place in the standings? Who knows? Better offense. Oof. Yeah. I mean, it's hard mind, to imagine mind getting any better on offense. But, I mean, it but, is. But, but you look at the top four in the West this year, like, all right, if they're going to move up, who's going to move down? And well, I think finished the two fourth? Prime... It was a tire. It was like OKC and Houston huge... finished Well, tire. the top four teams in the West was the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and, and Rockets. And I think you naturally look at the Rockets and the Clippers in that and saying, all right, where do you... I mean, with the Clippers, they're hiring Ty Lue. They might make some roster changes. They have some free agents that could be have. I mean, they still have Kawhi and Paul George. I know that. But are they a lock to finish two? I don't think they're a lock to finish two with, you know, 
some changes might be coming. And with Houston, you already talked everything about Houston. Changes are coming there too. So I think there's definitely a couple spots there. I think Denver's up there. I think LA's up, you know, the Lakers up there. But I think there's a few spots to to be taken there for it's, Dallas. It's possible. It's possible. With Golden State coming yeah. in and with Utah still on Golden the rise. Golden State's the one, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a bloodbath out there, man. It's gonna be a bloodbath. So it really will be like last team standing wins, I think. But um, yeah, it gives us a, gives us a little something to look forward to. But that was a fun conversation, man. That was a fun conversation talking about projections based off ideas of things that may or may not happen that no one knows about. But it's uh, it's always fun. It's always a pleasure. Is there any other any other point or take or opinion or or, or little nugget to think about that you have before we get out of here? I actually do. I Googled this while you were talking a little bit ago. The youngest MVP ever, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, was 20, LB. Okay. That was... He was, he was tw- 22. 22, so okay. He was 22 and 191 days old. So what will Luka be? We don't even know when the next season will be, so that we can't even determine that. But the, before Derrick Rose, it was Wes Unseld in 1969. He won he MVP 23. as a rookie. Yeah. He won it his rookie season. Yeah. Now D Rose won it. His rookie season was I think oh eight oh nine. So he would have won it in his third season. So Luca will have to do the same thing in order to to keep up with D Rose. Yeah. So we'll see. Pressure's on Luca. Can can he handle it? <laughs> Click here to find out. Uh, one last piece of housekeeping. Uh, if you listen to Mavs archives of Mike Frailer then you should know this. If you don't listen to it, then you should listen to it, first off. But uh, coming out later this week, he's got an interview with a member of the Mavs championship team and fan favorite and the legendary Deshaun Stevenson. That is going to be coming out later this week, so uh, watch out for that. That is on Mavs Archives with Mike Frailer. Throughout this offseason, he's done a lot of them. He had Roe on. He had Brandon Wright on. He had Charlie V on. Uh, earlier this year, he had Eduardo Nahara on. There's a whole lot of interviews with former players, so... Uh, definitely uh, definitely check that out too alright Isaac thank you man I appreciate you as always you can catch Isaac on Twitter at Isaac L. Harris you can listen to him more uh, on Mavs Daily he's been on a million episodes of, of this show but he's also on Locked on Mavs every single day of the week with uh, Nick Engstad over on the Locked on Network definitely give him some love over there I am Bobby Corelli you can follow me on Twitter or don't uh, either way we will see you next time on Mavs Daily Mavs Daily